What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? This is your boy, Buzzby, and this is episode 68 of the Illogical Sense Podcast. And along with me, all the way from L.A., is my boy, Mr. J.C. Once again, what's cracking, everybody? Welcome to episode 68. 68, 68. That's all, that's all you're going to say is it's 68. I took a swig of water. And Ain't I got no caught. more to it. Yeah, huh? I thought you was going to talk right in the beginning, but it's all good. How you doing? Mm. Man, I'm good. I'm good. You know, just chilling on a nice, beautiful Monday. It's cold as hell out here in the Bay, man. Is it cold out there in L.A. or is it just like bleh? Um, it's it's 70, but it's a very uh, chippy 70, if you catch my drift. Really? Yeah. It was. It's, I mean, it's been cold. Oh, yeah, it, it's been cold for like the past... Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been cold. Um, You know, trees is out swinging left and right. Uh, you know, I, I leave at 4.35 in the morning, so it's 54 at that time. Um, Sheesh. But, eh, it's whatever. Hmm. Yeah, my weekend was kind of chill. Uh, worked a little bit, kind of went out a little bit, just chilled. Oh, yeah, today's my boy Lamar's birthday. So shout out to Lamar. Today's your birthday. Shout out to birthday him. Birthday boy. Most definitely. And, and also, go on. How was your weekend? Um, I drove all weekend, made money. You know what I'm saying? Same old, same old. That's cool. So, yeah, since it's my boy LeBron's birthday, it was also today, as we're recording this, it's also another birthday for the legend, legendary rapper himself, Mr. S. Kata. Yeah, that man has turned uh, 48 years old today. And That's don't crazy. look a day over 35. That's, well, shit, my mom said he looks 40. And I'm looking at him, and he kind of does look 40. Like, he kind of has that Bill Cosby look-ish. Kind of, that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. I know, he's just, he's just, it's just crazy how, like, he's 47, he's, well, 47, 48, and he's just like, damn. What makes me think, you think he's going to drop another album when he turns 50? I wouldn't doubt it. Mm, I don't know, like, damn, would you, would I want to go see a Jay-Z, a 50, a 50-year-old Jay-Z on stage? Yeah, I would. I'm lying. <laughs> of course I'm going yeah, I mean, there's that. just, there's certain artists that it doesn't, I mean, well, it does matter, but <laughs> if they put the, if they put the good enough content out, then for sure. Wait. I mean, we've reached that age where, you know, we're, we're, we're washed now, man. Nah, I, you can say you washed, but you won't. <laughs> I'm just getting into my prime. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Nah, you remember, I was talking to one of my homegirls, you remember those, uh, those clip those clip toys that play like 30 second clips of like certain songs out there yeah yeah she showed that i was like yeah i found this in my in my bag the other day and i was like wow we we really reached that stage now well damn <laughs> and, I, and, and I, was, I thought those were stupid back in the day why would you walk around listening to a 30 second bye 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 clip when you could just get your cd walkman and listen to it like you gotta right. listen to that same clip over and over and over again that those same 30 seconds come on bro the fuck out of here I mean, the shit we used to do when we were younger. <laughs> yeah, we walked around with Walkmans. Remember that? Right. Yep. <laughs> and, and then graduated from Walkmans to big-ass CD players. Yeah, and then we had and then iPod, and then MP3 players. It wasn't, the iP- it wasn't the iPods. It was the MP3 players. And then we had something called an iPod. Remember those kids? iPods? Yeah. Shoot. What the hell? Now you got a all-in-one device. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? But, I mean, like, real, like... So somebody had brought up earlier, Jay-Z's obviously number two on the Forbes list. Um, he raked in over $800 million. Jeez. At least that's his worth. <laughs> um, what do you get somebody that, with that kind of income for their birthday? I mean, <laughs> he has the world. Jay-Z lives a happily ever after life. Like he has a wife. He has kids. He has the respect of hip hop. He has companies. He has revenue coming everywhere. And it's just like, what can you get him? 
Like, what kind of thoughtful gift can you give? You got to do. That's one of those. Like, you got to give him very thoughtful gift from his childhood. If I was his, if I was his brother, I give him uh, the bullet <laughs> oh, as a necklace. <laughs> he probably gave that to him <laughs> as a necklace. This was this was what led to the Rockefeller chain. Yeah, and Beyonce just gives him a picture. <laughs> <laughs> that this is this is what we call the shot of fella chain. Shot of fella chain. <laughs> yeah, and Beyonce just gives him a picture of Becky, if you know what Ooh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just yeah, put that in your mantle, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forget yeah. why she just stares at him. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and man. Then they, then they go get more money. And yeah, then you know, for his birthday, he kind of celebrated a little bit. They gave him like a four forty four cake. I guess when he performed in Philly or some shit. Nice. But yeah, they gave him a lot in Philly, actually. They gave him a 444 jersey. Um, I joked around and I said that's probably what he's going to use to try to hash the the beef between Meek and, and Beans. But we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> yeah, they, they did it up for him in Philly, for sure. Yeah, and like I said, we, we see Jay-Z next week. I have been avoiding all the performance videos like the plague i want to go into this fresh i want to enjoy myself i don't know what he's going to perform i heard back in brooklyn he performed i love the dough he performed some reasonable doubt joints he performed imaginary player like jay-z always performs like b-side tracks during the concerts because he knows that's what fans love album tracks a lot more than the singles which is true hence the b-sides show so I don't know. You know. We were talking before we recorded. I told him how he did I Love the Dough, and you just said, you said you'll lose your damn mind. Oh, yeah, easy. Like, I know all the words from both him and Big on I Love the Dough. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, it, I don't, it's not a game. Like, that song resonates with me. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but and speaking of Jay, that actually funnels into what got social media buzzing over the weekend. Um, the Grammy nominations. Grammy nominations, man. So, I, I was excited too. I was I was more curious. Say, how are they going to do it this year? Because I know Jay Z was going to be um, honored at a special a Lifetime Achievement Award, and it's going to be take place in New York. So I was like, are they going to give him the Album of the Year nominations? And right. Um, well, Jay is actually leading all uh, eligible artists, so he has eight total nominations altogether. Good for him. Um, you got seven nominations by King Kendrick, uh, so he's right behind. And right behind him is Bruno Mars with six nominations. Mm. And then you got Childish Gambino. Yeah, that who, was. Uh, yeah. right behind them with five nominations. Um, and then including five nominations with them is uh, SZA and, uh, and Khalid with uh, five nominations each piece for their uh, debut albums. Um and of course, with those four aforementioned, they're actually all going to be up for album of the year. Album of the, the year, bro. So you got Awaken My Love, 444, Damn, and 24 Karat Magic. And the little then, the little black sheep in that nomination, well, you want to call them black sheep, call them white sheep, is Lord with Melodrama. Yeah, with Melodrama. Um, and it's now, it's the first time in Grammy history that a white man is not nominated for album of the year. Black, black Power and Lord. And woman power, I guess. Yeah. And, <laughs> but one thing I'm looking at it is I'm looking at the lineup and I'm like, they're going to find a way to give this to Lord. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm anticipating. After seeing how they did Kendrick in 2016, I'm just anticipating this is what's going to take place in 2018. Well, well, when it comes to Lord, when you look at the all the categories, she's only nominated for album of the year. 
She's not nominated for nothing else. So I made this prediction. I told JC this. I told a lot of other people this. If she shows up to the Grammys, she's winning. But if she doesn't show up, she's not winning. Because usually when it comes to this type of stuff, when they're only nominated for one award, they're not going to show up. So uh, when these albums, when it comes to these albums, I listened to Melodrama the other day, and it's actually quite a it's, it is a good album, and it and it holds up to all of them. And, but this, oh, it's, yeah, it's definitely it's a phenomenal album, and um, definitely worth the nomination. I just I found it interesting that they only gave her that nomination, just especially that one. considering when they could have given her the nomination for Alternative Album of the Year, Pop Album of the Year, yeah, like one of those, just to kind of be like okay, because you because. I mean that's the thing. All of these other albums, they're they're nominated in their respective categories for the same awards. Yeah, but hers isn't, which is kind of right. I don't know if I was her, I'd feel like disrespected or honored at the same time. It's like, hmm. Oh, I agree. I mean, if the I was are looking at it, they're like, oh my god, this is too black. Hurry, yeah. Hurry. find somebody. But you know, <laughs> if if she's out of the picture, let's just be hypothetical. Who would you? And don't say every. And don't say either or. You got to pick one. Who would you choose? Because all these albums are masterpieces. Um, don't well, say either or. I'll say or. this. I'll say this. Um, I would definitely like to see Damn take it, but after Kendrick's performance, where he showed up in chain shackles and uh, <laughs> a Photoshop of the of Africa with Compton on it, yeah, um, I don't think the Grammy heads are you know really like that you don't think the voters are gonna view. do that okay right so I, I think we're gonna skip with that um with jay-z um it's possible that he'll get the nod but at the same time he was preaching on how to to, to get your diversify your bonds pretty much okay. and i don't know how many voters are gonna like that when mm. it comes down to it yeah true um Awaken My Love. It's a masterpiece, damn near. Was a good masterpiece, but it was still too black, so I don't think that's gonna take it. Um so, I don't care what I don't care what you say. There are just certain people who understand peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool-Aid, and then there are people who are like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> so there's that. Um which leaves us to 24 karat magic. That, everybody loves Bruno Mars. Everybody loves Bruno Mars, and I will not be mad if he go if he walks away with it. And nobody else should be mad. Right, See, my so I mean, <laughs> so so that's what I'm saying. Like, it, there's an eighty percent chance where I'm not going to be shocked, but there's still that twenty percent chance. Even though Lord did have a good album that you know holds weight to these, I'm there's still that opportunity where it's like, okay, for sure, for yeah. sure, family, and for sure, family. Yeah, it's with me, man. It's just too damn hard, man. And like, if I want to pick, if I in my heart. I either I can't even say either or. Give it to Hove four forty four. Give it to Hove. This is that'll just be make the cipher complete. My heart, I want it to be Jay Z, but if if just get the Lord stuff out the way, give it to Bruno. I mean, it's, it's the safe pick. Yeah, it's the it is it is really the safe pick because he won Record of the Year last year. And speaking of Record of the Year, um, he had 24K Magic is nominated for Record of the Year. Red Bone. Yeah, the same, the same four are all nominated in, Except no. in Record of the Year. Yeah, and That's Desperacito. Said, the same four. And Desperacito. Yeah, and I got to Despers- shout out yeah. to, the, to the Hispanics people. They have to be really happy. This getting, this getting recognized. Oh, Despacito got blasted everywhere. Oh, sh- everywhere. Like that, that got blasted Song everywhere. of the Year. So Record of the Year, that goes to the writers, right? Um, yeah, that's the songwriting. So that, well, I shouldn't say it's strictly for the songwriting, but it's it's to give credit to the songwriters. So if I if 
if I'm looking at it from a songwriting standpoint, I'll give it to the story of OJ. I'd love for it to go to the story of OJ. Like, but part of me is like, give it to Redbone. Shit, man. <laughs> well, we got to go down to Best New Artist. And Lisa Carey's nominated. Khaled, Khaled's nominated. Lil Uzi. Mm-hmm. Julia Michaels. I listened to that song. That song is so boo-boo. But whatever. They like her. And SZA. So... For me, it's simple. It's either gonna I, you can either give it to SZA or you give it to uh, Khalid. how do you pronounce it Khalid or Khalid Khalid Khalid. Khalid. Okay, yeah. So you can either give it to one of those two, and I'll be happy. I don't know why Alyssa Carey's nominated for this. Like her album came out like what two years ago, so I don't know how she's a best new artist, but yeah, whatever. But probably some loophole that they found. Yeah, and honestly, it's kind of a travesty that SZA is not nominated for best R&B album. She's nominated for yeah, best urban, I, I, but I, I don't understand that. Yeah. And who else? I mean, I mean, Daniel Caesar held it down, so I'm not mad at that. Of course, Bruno Mars is going to get nominated for that. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people do not know about P.J. Morton, and they really need to get get up on game with P.J. Morton. P.J. Mm-hmm. Morton as a solo artist is dope, and P.J. Martin, a part of Maroon Five, is dope. Um, so his mm-hmm. album Gumbo was definitely worthwhile. And feel the um, I know I did not know music music soul child dropped an album. I yeah, thought he, he was dropped, still rapping. He dropped it. Nah, he ditched that long ago. And thank God. <laughs> um, it was a good album, but I would not put it uh, him and Lettuce for as good as those projects were. I would not put it ahead of uh, SZA. Yeah, and then we go best R and B song, Redbone. Period. You got Super Modern. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know why that's what I like nominated for best R and B song. You consider that an R and B song? That's what I like with Bruno Mars. Yeah, that's an R and B. Mm, I don't know because it's just that music. That's one of the music that transcends genre. Bruno Mars's album. Nah, man. Nah, I'm not man. genre. When he. When he when he breaks down that bridge and he says, you're looking for, for a good time. Well, here I am, baby. Here I am, baby. That's R&B, nigga. Yeah, that's, on, that's R&B. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. That's not pop. But is it, But over Redbone? Um, again, I'm not going to be mad. See, this I, I actually enjoyed this year. Like, Yeah. This is what we've been waiting for as fans of urban and contemporary music. Mm-hmm. Where it's just get us in and then let us have a fair shot at these. Mm. And this year we finally got a fair shot. So it's yeah. like, yo, I'm, I'm like Issa. I'm rooting for everybody black. Everybody, but, well, best rap song that's going to be Bodak Yellow with Cardi B, Chase Me, and Humble. I'm not mad at that. Rhapsody and the story of OJ. I see Cardi walking away with at least best rap. I see her pulling an upset with one of these. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I can see it and I can see the the post uh, interview oh, and I'm man. here for it all already. Uh, I'm here for the petty when it comes to seeing Nikki fans be mad. Yeah, I, I, know you, I know you got some tweets and drafts already saved. Maybe, but for um, best rap album, that's that's interesting. So who do yeah, you Yeah, best rap album. Yeah, right now it's just it's just a race for 444 and damn. So Right. Um Migos was a good album for sure. I'm pleasantly surprised that they gave Rhapsody the for nod really? for Lay And I'm surprised they gave um Tyler that uh, that nomination. Right. Um so I mean again, that's I'm I'm happy with all five uh selections. I mean of course you would have liked it one of them to be for crit, but I think at the time Yeah, yeah, the, he missed the deadline. Just, he missed, he the, missed de- the deadline, so yeah. it is what it is. Um, we did skip over one though, which Who? was a best urban contemporary album. Best urban contemporary. That's what Scissors um, at, right? So Scissors in here. Um, yeah. Khalid is is in here. Um, Gambino, of course, and then you got and, Black, and then The Weekend. I don't know why Weekend's on that one, but whatever. That's I more mean, of a pop album to be. Right, but, but mm. he's there nonetheless. 
Um, again, I'm they kind of cool. got they got these nominations right this year. To be yeah, honest, yeah, like I'm I'm cool with Control or Awaken My Love. I'm good with that. I'm in that nomination. So, um, best rap performance. I Ooh, give that man. to Cardi, man. I give that to Cardi. It's you, gonna be tough with we, Bad Bougie. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing. Everywhere yeah, that's you the went, thing. Bodak Yellow was a movement, bro. <laughs> oh, Bodak Yellow was a movement, but so was Bad and Bougie. Like, let's yeah. not downplay the importance of that song and what that did to yeah, their career. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like it's a it's a flip, but it, but the safe route would be they'll just give it to Kendrick. The, honestly, the safe route would be bounce back. That's the safest route. Yeah, I doubt in that. My, in my in my humble opinion, that's the safest. But they're not going to do that. You look at you look at best rap song or best rap performance. Best rap performance, yeah. Uh, ye, give it to uh, that's that that's strictly for the rappers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna give it for just, me. For me, I'm expecting Bad Bougie uh, or Humble Bodak Yellow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty much Bodak Yellow is man. That would be just an awkward ass like um, exchange <laughs> from yeah. Offset, and then we got uh, best rap song performance, which is Problems by Black, aka Six Black. Um, Crew with Gold Link, Brent Fires, and Shy Glizzy. That's my pick. That's who I'm rooting I for. That's, this that's one. the that's the culture's pick right there. Yeah, that that crew is. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell y'all. Crew is the culture's national anthem this year. Like, don't get me wrong. Bodak Yellow was a movement, and that was that jam. But Crew, you can play Crew in any scenario, and that joint gonna knock. Um, so I'm pulling for that. Of course, major props for Family Feud getting the nod with J and B. Loyalty, Loyalty. Rihanna was decent. Um, I don't know why Love Glory is nominated because Travis Scott didn't rap on that, did he? He yeah, did. He did. Because yeah. man, every time I listen to the damn radio, the only place scissors part. They probably no, they, see, that's your problem. You listen to the radio. They really do turn off Travis Scott's you, part. Ain't you got cool? access. You got access to the song on your phone. So I sure you got do. Nobody to blame but yourself. Hey, you better hush, Travis bro. Scott definitely raps on that, and then he gets killed in the video right after. Yeah, I remember that part. <laughs> but yeah, man, everyone. And you know, the one person I noticed that was not on here for the first time in a long ass time was Arby Graham. Yeah. And honestly, Would you like to go in more? Well, there's really nothing much to go in on. He just said that he wasn't. They, there was a report saying he didn't submit no songs from More Life to the Grammys. And after that little More Life interview he had, he pretty much said fuck the Grammys. So you know, and also he knew it was a it's a playlist. But let's just keep it funky. He wasn't going to win nothing anyway. No, nah, definitely not. Yeah. Um, there's definitely as we well as we've stated and as I've stated as I speak for myself. Um, I like the concept of more life because for me, it was his recognition and admittance that he fucked up on views. Yeah, it was a makeup test. Right. And so I like the idea of it. Um, As you stated when we were talking about Chris Brown's album, um, there is a new wave going around, which is playlist music. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's definitely going to get credit for that. But overall, as far as a project goes... There's it wasn't gonna do much. Also, another rapper that got snubbed was um Future. Yet again, he got snubbed. Future and, did get snubbed. Yeah, and, but I'm not really surprised. He should have gotten honestly. He should have gotten nom- nominated for um what was the oh my god Dirty Sprite two. He should have got nominated for that. Definitely should have. I mean, in the very least, Mask Off should have been one of these. Records yeah, that got nominated for best rap song. It was everywhere. Le- yeah, best rap song at least. But not I mean, even- was, I mean, from the standpoint of not only was it everywhere. But he featured the artist that has the second most nominations. Yeah, the remix. At least you know what I'm saying should, on the remix. They should get a remix nomination. That'll be some shit. 
Oh, that'd be. Oh, could you imagine a remix nomination when Puff was in his prime doing the remixes? No, they would give that him that whole a damn award. That whole damn uh, the whole damn nomination would just be Puff. It should be the, they just give him a lifetime achievement award on that part. Hey, I'm and, down for that. And another sure. artist that got that got snubbed was Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran got snubbed. Yeah, so Divide came out. Um, I like Divide. Um, I definitely wouldn't consider putting it close to the top 15 or top 10 honestly but anything yeah. after that you know I'm, i'll rock with it so i, I was actually kind of surprised i was very surprised they didn't nominate um shape of you for it, anything it did get nominated i think well, for, it did okay okay for pop i think best pop record or something okay so at least that got nominated but as far as the album goes i yeah. thought for sure that thought, single would have propelled it the album of the year status right at least the album um, of the year or best or record of the, the year yeah, even in the songwriting songs, he has a song that's dedicated to his mom. Um, and usually for those songwriter joints, they'll always throw one or two in that really aren't weren't singles, but they just they blew up and they had a lot of meaning behind them. So I was actually pretty surprised that wasn't one of them. Yeah, yeah. And when one other person that was really, really, really upset that he wasn't nominated was Q-Tip of a Top Quad Quest. Yeah, he basically told them and said, fuck y'all for not thinking my shit was a vibrant thing. And then he went about his business. <laughs> nah, he was more, he was more angry that they dropped that album last year. That was all right if you're a Tribe fan. But after all the other music that dropped after that, nah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. It was nice to see Tribe come back together. Still wish, And I, I like the fact that they kept Fife's uh, verses apart. So even though he was not here physically he was still a part of that they project. were more I, they were more angry that last year the grammys invited them to perform in fife's honor and they didn't nominate him that's what yeah I, like I, I can understand that but from an overall perspective you're definitely right there were there were just better albums than what they produced well, it, just, it is keep, what it, it is. is what it, and then that just leads me to another point because on twitter it just seems like black folks are just still angry that you know, like, like, oh, now you want to vote for him. Now you just try to take up your time. And they're all saying, oh, the Grammys don't matter. Every time they say that, the Grammys don't matter. But still, they watch it just to, just to get pissed off. Yeah, like, it, the Grammys don't matter. But they end up saying it every year, which means that they're still paying attention. Because to me, once something doesn't matter, I don't give it any train of thought. Same here. So, you know, once you, you keep saying that, you you calling your, your own bluff. Exactly. And they get all mad and they and they, they make all those predictions like you said, because they say time and time again, white people walk away with album of the year all the damn time. I get you, but you still watch it, hoping that yeah. it's going to change. And so, I mean, you he's got a moral victory this year because it's the first time a white man isn't nominated for album of the year. So there's your moral victory. Yeah, but you're going to get but a white woman, but a white man hasn't won album of the year in a long time. A white woman won last year and then the year after that and the year before that. So. Hey, there's steps. Got to take steps. Yeah, exactly. But and also. And they also get mad, and then black folks always say, like, yeah, we should have an award show of our own, and da 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 And I'm going like, bro, we have plenty of award shows. We got the BT Awards, the BT Hip Hop Awards, the Soul we Train just had Awards. An award show. Yeah, the Soul Train's Awards was just uh, last week. And, mm -hmm. I mean, that would, that could be quickly summed up as uh, the Bruno Mars and SZA Sweeps, uh, Sweeps Awards. You feel they me? pretty much took everything and anything. I think they're just getting angry because I don't know because you're because none of these artists take it serious and they don't show up unless they're winning shit and that's like the thing that fucks it all up because award shows actually used to mean something back in our day. People, oh yeah, everybody used to show up. There was a source awards shit. The MTV Video Music Awards used to be more merit. They actually used to send like voting ballots around to the industry and they actually have a voting system. Now the, the last time I remember, yeah, and the MTV Awards being. That award show was 
2000? Pretty much the last time everything was out, which was 2003. When 50 showed up with Vivica, when Britney, Madonna, and Christina Aguilera all kissed. Yeah. And they zoomed in on Timberlake. And then Chris Rock was hosting, and he was going at uh, R. Kelly, pretty mm. much handling culture problems on a wide stream yeah. <laughs> platform. Like, uh, that was pretty much the last uh, MTV Music Awards, where, Video Awards, where I could be like, that was that show. Because ever since then... It's just been none but fans voting and all types of stuff. And it's more focused more on performances and ratings than right. anything else. Than the actual award itself. So, yeah. awards, awards still matter at the end of the day. They still matter whether people like it or not. They still matter. They still want that. I mean, this is what we... This is... It, they should matter. Uh, not you. You perform these works of art, you know, first and foremost, they should be for you to express yourself how you want to express yourself. Like, mm. let's give credit to that. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to receive those accolades and you, you want to aspire for that. I mean, nobody says that they want to try to be like Prince or Michael Jackson or Tupac or whoever, and they just want to do it musically. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There's, if you want careers like that, the awards come with that too. You so know. if you aspire to do that, to be that or like that, the awards come with that. So, I mean, it is fans can take it how they want, but we know how the artists really feel. Exactly. They want those. They, 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 Drake can say all that time that the Grammys ain't shit, but in reality, he really wants that shit. And he wants to, I mean, he wants to go to all genres. I think that's... Because you know what's funny? What Childish Gambino did is what Drake wanted to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think, that's, I think that's what makes it all the more funny was because a year or two ago... A mm. lot of Drake fans were throwing out the Childish Gambino and Drake arguments and comparisons that they were making. Yeah. And now two years later, you're looking at it and it's like, you can say what you want about Drake withholding his album, but he withheld that album for a reason. Meanwhile, you got an artist that is doing it as an actor, musically and behind the scenes, and he ain't skipped and a beat. Yeah, and he and he could have easily made best. He he got nominated for best rap album, and he's gonna get nominated. And he has this song nominated in the R and B category, right? <laughs> and album of the year, like because right. that's what Drake wanted to do with um, what's it called? With his music, with what's it called? What's the song called that he should have won on? Nothing was the same. Uh, Just hold on, we're going home. That didn't get nominated at all, which I still feel right. is kind of a travesty. That that song. Oh was yeah, everywhere. most definitely. That's his. If anything, that's his signature song. That's what we. When he goes down in history, that's gonna be his signature song. The most simpest song of all time. One of the most, one of his many simp hey, records. I'll simp as fuck to that record. I don't care. And, and Marvin's Room. Uh, <laughs> nah, I ain't going that far. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Marvin's Room is like full retard simp status. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. So, but yeah, Marvin's Room has expired technology to advance. Um, if you catch my drift. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, man. Instagram, social media, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, social media and Instagram, oh, God. Your, Jody. your boy Tyrese was no, at it again. Call him Jody. Call him Jody. Well, your boy, your boy Jody. That's your man's. That's your, that's your that's man's. That's your man's. Fucks up with your man's. Your bro. man's Jody was out in IG, and he was saying that. Remember when he was asking for uh, donations for his wife's pregnancy? Mm, what he did? Uh, go on. We yeah, we went over that. Yeah, um, I know, but, but someday, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he came out and he said that he lied about it, and the reason why he lied about it was because he was heavily medicated off the pills that the doctors had given him all in the midst of that uh, legal battle. Which, of course, like you mentioned, he won the rights to share in custody of his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to feel about that because on one hand, I I understand, you know, meds will make you do some wild shit. I can fully attest to that. 
at the same time, did they not go over what these medications can do and some of the things that you shouldn't do or shouldn't even be around once you take these meds? Jody's I'm pretty sure <laughs> that would have been, you know, gone over had he listened. Jody has always been not the wisest dude in the world. I mean, come on, look at his track record. He's he's kind of not slow. I don't even know how he memorizes his scripts. He's just kind of slow. So, yeah. I I I honestly just don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say. I'm not surprised. Just like just like a whole ass thing in office. I'm not surprised. Right. Well, that's not all what he admitted to. He also admitted that um yes, it was indeed false that Will and Jada the actress it wasn't um, false. Didn't they come it, out and it, said it was? it was? Yeah, he said it was false that they offered him five million dollars to shut the fuck up. Um, he blamed it on the the medication as well. Um, I, I mean, that's just that's where I'm at with it. It's like, all right, gee, I guess, like for sure, for sure, family. Yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't like. How do you feel about how do you feel about Jody? It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> I mean, shit is. It don't matter what. Yeah, it don't matter what I think. Fast Furious Nine coming out in 2020. So uh, yeah, that was the whole point. It was the Rock reference. You, you know what I mean. But anyway. Uh, oh yeah, I know what you mean. It I've doesn't matter you. what you, you mean. Go, there you go, killing it. I was breaking it down, trying to make that correlation. But see, you overthinking once again. <laughs> oh shit. See, there you go, Busby, trying to put on for all these fucking listeners all the time on this goddamn podcast. Yeah. Fuck you and them listeners. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Man, I was want to do the other voice. I don't want to pause. <laughs> I've seen that movie one way too many times, man. Bro, <sighs> that movie is a fucking staple of BT. Like, when you order, when you get your cable package... Like when you it shows BET, really sit and watch the BET edited version of Baby Boy. No, what I'm telling you is when you get your cable package and they give you the picture of BET, they might yeah. as well not even put the BET logo. They just might as well put the picture of Baby Boy right there because that <laughs> motherfucker comes on all the damn time. Hell no, I'm not watching that TV edited bullshit. My sister will tell you nonstop. So me, Sheree, and Don, we joke about this all the fucking time. Those fucking edit outs of the bad language is horrible. They got this nigga Snoop laid out on the ground. And of course, in the video, in the film, it's do it, motherfucker. Shoot me, motherfucker. Shoot me. Not not in the edited version. In the edited version, it's shoot me, mama's boy. (laughs) (laughs) And you can can tell it, tell it cutting to it's shoot me, mama's boy. <laughs> so, when, so whenever I mess with, so whenever, uh, whenever Louis doesn't stop barking and he just goes at it, I just look at him and I go, "Hush up, Mama's boy." <laughs> like I'm telling you, it, the edited version is horrible. But I mean, shit, it's one of the ones where you. Next time it comes on, just watch it. Shoot, shoot me, mama's boy. You know what that sounds like? like? That sounds like the edited version of House Party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the edited version of House Party is low-key more I funnier. I smell sissies. sissies. <laughs> oh, shucks. Instead of shit. Oh, shucks. Like, the but edited... I want to shake my pants. <laughs> <laughs> These stupid mother suckers. <laughs> no, you know, the edited version of House Party is low-key funnier than the... Um, than the 
regular version. Like it just the just for the edits alone, man. Yeah, that yeah, them, them one of them things where you know you just next time it comes on, go on Snapchat and just chronicleize it. You'll have fun with it for sure. Oh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go back, but Prince Harry's feeling that jungle fever, bruh. Yo, Prince Harry down with the swirl, and we all down with Prince Harry. Yes. Um, his fiance uh, Meghan uh, Markle is biracial, so her mother is black, her dad is white. Um, and and she was an point, actress too. She was an actress yeah. on Suits. Yeah, and at this point, we we're doing everything in our power as the culture to help ensure that we, as the culture, don't fuck up this process of getting her into the royal palace. She, um, she, seriously, she. I think she. I think she protected the bag, man. She get. She. She. She got to come up. I don't care. I, I That's hope a come so. Up. I hope so because you got to remember. You got to remember what happened to Princess Diana. Mm. You gotta remember what took place. If you really know that story, the real I wanna, story. I don't want to say that because you might, I know you the might story. get international heads, you know, coming after us. Uh, I know if, the story. If, if I you read don't know the it. story for all the listeners out there. Go and do read your Googles. Up and you, go do, do your, your Googles. Googles. Go do That's your, your homework for this week. <laughs> yeah, you and need to go, go look up, <laughs> and you'll you'll figure out why we say rest in peace to Princess Di. For real. Um, but shouts out to Prince Harry for finding the true love, no matter what color or creed. Um, I wish the best for him. Man, our wedding's gonna be tight. Oh man! They, so this is this is what I was talking about in the culture, making sure we don't fuck it up. Because Cardi B came out and was like, "I would love to perform Bodak Yellow," and he was like, "Shut the fuck up! Not yet. Up. She's not in yet. <laughs> she ain't in yet, bro." <laughs> Do it at the reception. Not yet. Mm. And you know, of course, you know, the Obamas came out and said, oh, we would love to be there. Of course, you know, the Obamas got there first. They got their they got their ticket hella fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're, oh, hella, yeah. they're hella cool with them. Let so. this wedding take place in September. And don't think that they ain't going to have the electric slide out on Earth, Wind & Fire when September drops. Come on now. You we, think we, she's, know, we know you the think, game goes. You think she that black? Well, you black, you hella black. It don't matter. Look, man. When you, hey, I'm going to tell you this. When your mama black, you black. You is black. Hell yeah. Yep. Tell you that right now. Um, You know who ain't black? Who? Eminem? No. Arby's. Um, But apparently Arby's has acquired Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm going to... See, here's my thing. I drive by Arby's all the time. I've driven by Arby's when I was home in the Bay um, Mm -hmm. all throughout San Jose, Sunnyvale. I've seen many Arby's around here down in L.A. County. I have yet to see anybody actually congregate these Arby's except for the employees. But yet Arby's is Arby's dropped the bag for two billion to to buy out Buffalo Wild Wings. So really it further can. And I thought it was just me until I saw some comments uh, left by some mutual friends on Facebook. Um. I'm convinced that Arby's is a drug front for the government. What the? What? Because ain't nobody in there, but all of a sudden you got $2 billion to buy out Buffalo Wild Wings? Um, Nigga, something ain't right there. Nah, I'm not buying that. I never ate at Arby's. That's my point. Mm. You ain't never ate at Arby's. I ain't never ate at Arby's. We some eating ass motherfuckers. White people Where they probably. get these two billion? Nah, white, white see, people. nope, nope. I could buy it if I saw white people there. I don't see anybody in there. Nobody. Like you see two cars, and that's for. <laughs> I was like at the uh, like the uh, what's that other spots? Those little drive the wannabe Sonics, uh, the Wiener Switcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know Wait. who eats over there. No, I fuck with Sonics. Like, oh no, no, not Sonics. Get... I mean Wiener Switcher. You know what I'm talking about? 
Wiener schnitzel. Wiener, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I fuck a wiener schnitzel too. Watch your mouth. Oh, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> we got a badass over here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, if you, if you congregate around downtown San Jose, you fucks with wiener schnitzel. Yep. That's, that's just the, that's how it goes. I went to elementary school around downtown San Jose, and wiener schnitzel is the staple spot. Um, but, I mean, props to them. I hope that their menu doesn't interfere with the Buffalo Wild Wings menu. <laughs> um, no, I, think so, they, I think you're going to be all right. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but you know who is black? Who? Eminem. Yep, blackest white boy in America. Yep. Yeah, so as, <laughs> because you've been the one that's been waiting and pushing my buttons on this shit, you right. go ahead and take the lead on this. Yes, Eminem. After last week, I was really upset that we weren't, we didn't get Eminem. Has been very quiet about when he was going to release the album, and we don't know what's been going on. Walk on Water's been flopping on the charts, and I was getting kind of worried. But on like literally right after we posted the podcast, the next day they announced. Actually, Dr. Dre announced it that Revival. Is going to drop on December fifteenth, which is next week. Yeah. Actually, next week. Pres- and the the way they did it was dope too. It was a prescription from your local doctor. Yep, that was pretty smart. But uh, I honestly, you know, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be. What's it called? I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm kind of. I'm kind of spook. I'm, I'm kind of nervous a little bit because mm-hmm. Walk on Water really did flop on the charts. There's, they're not really pushing it. No videos came out. Like when it comes to Eminem, I know his routine. He drops the single. And then a few weeks later, he drops the video. And then a month or two later, the album drops. Now, he drops the single and then nothing else. And I'm just like, okay, this isn't like you. You're doing stuff a little bit differently. What are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. So, I, I, and everyone, I'm reading articles, especially Twitter. They're writing him off. They're about to just, like, this happens every Eminem album. They're getting ready to write him off right before the album drops. And then the album drops and everybody's just, you know, mixed bag right. about it. And even Forbes even wrote an article because they said they saw how Walk on Water flopped and shit. And they wrote an article saying he ain't the same, which he isn't. I mean, he grew a damn beard. He's old as hell. So, I don't And he's getting it. I guess M did an interview with um, Shade 45, and he talked about how he was low-key kind of pissed off Trump didn't respond to him, which... I, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would feel disrespected, too. Like... The fuck you mean? Who I th- is you? I think when I heard the interview, I thought he was just being sarcastic, but they took it quite serious that he said that. And I was like, uh, he's probably just sar- he was probably being sarcastic because <laughs> he knew he wasn't going to respond to him. I knew he wasn't going to respond to him. I would still be disrespected. I'll tell you that much right now. LeBron James is still feel disrespected because he was he has he responded to all the other black folks except for LeBron. So it's LeBron White. No, I, I wouldn't feel disrespected if I was LeBron. I mm. would feel champion that he didn't respond to me because he knows who the fuck I am. So mm. don't test me. That has to feel like something. Yeah, that's how, that's how powerful LeBron is with the culture. With, with, but with M, I would feel disrespected because it's like, look, you out here bashing the, you know, these athletes. Um, and I'm sure that you would go ahead and bash the, the music that these athletes are listening to. You know, you'll, you'll cite that as some reasons why they're unappreciative. And here I am, arguably one of the biggest acts that's come through in hip hop's history. You know who I am, and you know my pedigree. And he went after his fans. And yeah, <laughs> and you still not gonna say nothing? All right, for sure, family. And Got you. He's like Jennifer Love Hewitt, and what I know what you did. I said, "What are you waiting for, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Just at the White House, screaming, "What are you waiting for?" Right. And he don't say nothing to him, so. 
And yeah, it would be, it would be some shit if y'all if he, if his album kind of flops and then Donald Trump responds to him. Oh man! <laughs> see now now I now I got to root for the success of this album because I don't want to see that happen. I don't. Yo, now you want to root for it, so you better go or, out and buy it. You better or buy maybe it. Maybe I do want to see it happen because maybe it'll if the album's trash and then he does respond, maybe that'll wake up Slim Shady. And for the next album, Shady Shady woke up on relapse, bro. You didn't appreciate it, so nah. I don't know who the hell that was. That well, was uh, I know my boy. You don't. Yeah. Well, you know Big uh, Crit. I know Eminem. So uh-huh. I know that album was some bullshit. No. Um, no, that album was not bullshit, bro. You better take that back. Nope. All right. Never. <laughs> you underestimate <laughs> my power. <laughs> but um, speaking of other cats that's gonna drop, um, so of course we uh, it was breaking news when we recorded last week and we funneled it in about Nipsey's. Uh, New deal with Atlantic. Yeah. Victory Lap was finally going to drop. Yeah. Um, as soon as that went through, um, well, I shouldn't say as soon, but a few days later, um, he then released the cover, the release date, which we got February 16th, which I'm very excited for. And he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing because that's All-Star Weekend. Yep. That's smart. And of course, All-Star Weekend going to be here in L.A. So I'm pretty sure he got something planned for that. Course. And then to appease the fans, he dropped the first single, Rap Niggas. That is so um, L.A. That record is so L.A., man. The record is L.A. The video is even yeah. more L.A. Yes, yes, it is. Like, come on, man. Like, for for West Coast cats especially, like, we fucks with Nips. Like, we no, fuck yeah. with Nipsey Hustle, man. And so this is, for me, it's long overdue, but it's worth the wait. Because way he did overdue. It. It's way overdue, but it's worth it because he did it his way. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And he when did, when he made did, the sorry. major come to him. No, that's cool. He made the major come to him. He didn't have it done and then, you know, go beg for it. He had a product and he was like, look, I'm a brand by myself. So when y'all ready to get up on game, holla at me. And, and how, Atlantic was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's drop the bag. And how many mixtapes did he drop? I know the marathon came out in when? 2009, 2010? Man, he's dropped so many projects in between time. And the cool thing about it is, is that... The projects, they, they kept you fed in between that time frame. You did. I mean, so he dropped the marathon. The marathon continues. Yeah. Um, everybody knows Crenshaw because everybody knows that joint uh, with Dom Kennedy and then Kobe Supreme, which was Check Me Out. Um, everybody slapped that joint to this day. And then the last one he dropped was Mailbox Money. Yep. That's the one that he had the the Too Proud to pray, Pay stuff, right? The one that Jay-Z bought all those copies? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he had that. And then, man, one of my favorite joints still from that project is uh, the track he had with K-Camp, which is uh, Between Us. Mm. Dog, I, just when I'm feeling nostalgic, I'll run, um, I'll run Check Me Out, and then I'll run Between Us back to back, and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, there's something about Nip, like, seeing him come from where he started and then seeing him become pretty much self-made to this point. Can't do nothing but respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect that. Can't. But you know who else I respect? I respect Jonah Lucas. Joyner Lucas. Jonah so Lucas, definitely, man. Um, I'm, I guess me and you are the minority that actually like this video. Yeah, so, of course, I don't know if you've gotten around to listening to the album because I was late with getting to it. Um, of course, we knew about him from him posting... You know the the clips of his music on Facebook and Twitter, and some videos here and there because he's he he and the songs right the perspective songs and shit right. So I at least got my grasp on it when I listened to the album. I was thoroughly impressed. He can actually songwrite. Like mm. it's, it's not just if y'all can hear that. Excuse that. That trash man already out here now, so he's out handling business. He handled um, that trash. 
Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of trash that we didn't listen to over the years. Is you that dumb? <laughs> <laughs> but um, when it comes to uh, 508, 507, 2209, which was the quote-unquote mixtape, but I'm going to call it an album, fuck it. Um, I was thoroughly impressed with it. Um, he he He's a songwriter. He, he actually has some legit songs on there. Um, now, coming down to this recent video that he posted and song attached to it was I'm Not a Racist. Um, Song-wise, I love the content. I love the delivery. I love how he formatted everything. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Conceptually, as far as visuals go, I could not be more in awe of how this video was produced. Yes. Um, of course, everybody knows my background is in video. Just every there's certain little details that the average person probably didn't pay attention to, and I'll help break that down right now. When the quote unquote I'm not racist white guy sits back down after he goes on his his tirade of his side of the story, and he sits back down and the camera pans out. They're both seated at the table, but the way the camera is set in, there's a pole that divides them right down the middle. To me, that spoke so loudly about how even when we still come together, we are still separated and we're still far apart. And it set it up perfectly for I'm not a racist black guy to give his side of the story. Um... Now, as far as how everything was being delivered, I got the message. And yeah, same here. I firmly agree with, with what the message was. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know a lot of people were upset with it. Um, Especially the part in the end when they both hugged. Yeah, I, and, and for me, that ending was perfect. And um, I, I got it. I abs- I, uh, what, what, what did they expect the black dude to do? To take his gun out and just shoot him? Yeah, like, see, for me, it was, there's no, there's no moving forward without healing. Yeah. Um, now, you and I, we're... We got a brain. Yeah, and, and not only that, when it comes to, to our kinship, we're, we're best friends, we're tight like brothers. We have our arguments, but see, you and I were taught how to argue. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't go for, for low blows and cheap shots. Like, we argue it out, hash it out. After mm-hmm. that, we go get some food, and then we make fun of folks. Like, it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> I don't even remember so, the last time we argued, to be honest. That's how pet, I, that's how little it is. It's like... Right. I mean, it could qualify as an argument, but we just don't... We don't keep tabs. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. So, what I got from it was the people who were upset with it don't necessarily... Or aren't in tune with, the, you know, the full case of what an argument is. They're probably used to just the screaming matches and then leaving it be at that. They're so used you know to getting saying? in arguments on Twitter with all these racist people and seeing how the world is when on one side and getting, you know, and there probably some personal stuff probably happened to them over time. So that for them to sit there and see them just hug it out, it's like, fuck that. It's like, fuck that. We want war. That's pretty yeah. much what they're thinking. That's that's their thought process. That's what I've kind of realized about it. Because, you know, God forbid, that's never happened to me. I, I It's never really happened to me, but I get the idea. I've seen it happen to my friends. I've heard about it happening to other people and stuff like that. And I get it. I can understand why you could be upset. But sometimes I really feel black folks will never, will never be satisfied with certain stuff. Ever. Right. And, I mean, the thing of it is, too, is... 
again, this was a beautiful representation of you have both sides. You have two. It's like how he eloquently put it. There's two sides to the story. Uh huh. I thought that's the whole point. That's the reason why he did it. And he did right. it. So you you got mm-hmm. the outsider looking in, which is portrayed by, you know, the very outspoken "Make America Great" Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. And then you have the alternative side, which is the quote unquote black guy who looks like a thug, but then he speaks and he's very articulate and he goes right. There's you know he can articulate himself. He mm-hmm. knows what he's talking about. Um. And again, just how they ended where it was like, all right, we're coming from both different spectrums, but you know what? Let's hug this out and let's figure out how to meet right in the middle. There you go. And I got it. I absolutely got it. Right. And and as I was as I was saying earlier, the message in that was before we even try to move forward and meet in the middle, we got to heal with each other first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. And I think that's the thing that people don't fully understand when it comes to arguments, because they're so used to arguing from the standpoint of just wanting their side to be heard. And if you're not going to hear it or agree with them, then they're just going to throw cheap shots. Yeah. In arguing, it's cool to get loud. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool to be passionate about what you want to be passionate, what you're arguing for and, and get that point across with, with no compromise. Mm-hmm. But once it's out and once you've made clear, it's then your responsibility to hear it from the other perspective as well. And mm-hmm. then try to find a common ground. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, Joyner Lucas, man, he's, you'll be far-fetched to find any artists, you know, outside of, you know, the hip-hop's kingpins that have actually taken, really, his music is, we know of his music because of these videos. Yeah. And he's very artistic when it comes to these videos. Very, and even if he don't, even if he doesn't make videos, his raps are so vivid, you don't even need it. So. Right. And and what's what's cool about it is is um, they're actual story arcs. So they're storylines and arcs. So it's not just it's not just getting a, a vivid picture painted for you. Like there's um, there's substance to these in the sense of there's actual dialogue being taken place, and then there's plot twists that go along with it. So yeah. you're getting you're getting the full fledged experience. See, and, I love storytelling records, man. Oh, those are, those are like my favorite. That's why I love. I know how really talented you are if you do a storytelling track. Most definitely, because right? so. that that's a, that is a skill in itself. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jonah Lucas, yeah, man. Shout out to Jonah Lucas for salute sure. Salute to I, him. He, he came with it. Salute to him. We know black Twitter may not love you, but hey, logical sense love you, hey, black ass. Logical sense got respect for you. Hell yeah. So if we just move along, there's some creepers going on in the industry still because now the Today Show is just one less white person. Matt Lawler is gone. Man, I I was bugged out when I heard the stories that were coming. It was like he had a fucking button that locked <laughs> the damn door from the inside. For real, man. Like, what kind of shit, kind of fucking Dexter's Laboratory bullshit is that? I mean, he and he was secluded. Like he, they said his office was really secluded. But let's just back up. Pretty much what happened this past week, if y'all remember, if y'all lived on our rock, or if y'all even watched the Today Show, Matt Lawler got fired from the Today Show. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they got an email from an anonymous employee or coworker saying that he was sexually harassing her for years, and pretty much NBC was just like, well. You got to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it's it's one thing when it's, uh, you know, he say, she say. It's a and whole then, other thing when they start bringing up, you know, 
tidbits and details about a button locking the door from the inside and you don't dismiss it. And then on top of that, she also said she was going to bring in her attorneys and all that. So NBC was just like, yeah, you got to go. Yeah. And, um, it, and pretty much and an article came out in Variety where pretty much what you talk about. They talked about that little button and they went in, and like he went in detail. Pretty much he's been cheating on his girl. He's been cheating on his wife for years. And mm. pretty much everyone at NBC knew about it. Everyone within within the office knew about what he did. But, you know, he was powerful and all that. So. Hey man, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm shocked. I'm low key kind, but I'm kind of. If you've watched the Today Show for like years, there was this one reporter on there when um Brian, what was it? Brian Gumbel and Katie Curry left. When Katie Couric left, there's um Ann Curry. She was the Asian mm-hmm. one on there, and she was supposed to take her spot, but she didn't get her spot taken. They got she got replaced by that other chick. What's her name hmm. again? What was her name? The one from I don't know. She hosted Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. But, okay. um, yeah, she hosted there. She was only there for, like, three years. So then when she left, they were going to try and kick her to the side again. But then she pretty much said, nah, I'm the heir to this throne. So they reluctantly brought her in as, you know, the backup. And then within a year or two, they fired her for no reason. Wow. And it was because of Matt Larler, pretty much in a nutshell. Even if you well, watch Lauer. They they like, and if you watch that last little episode on YouTube when she when like when she was like when she was leaving the show she was crying and Matt Lawler went and kissed her on the kissed her on the forehead and she just kind of had this. Oh, uh, okay, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. she she had this kind of she tried to play it off, but she was really just upset that she had to leave her job. So yeah, now, I now, yeah, so now that he's he got fired, she got the last laugh. So, hey, man, karma, hey, the universe works in mysterious ways, man. Karma's got to allow it to take its course. Yeah, man, this is, this is crazy, man. This, him yeah. of all people. Damn, who's I next? Mean, him and, well, Russell Simmons is next. Um, you know, he he's stepping away from his uh, business ventures, um, and HBO has dropped him from the Def Comedy Jam reboot. Yep, man, Russell Simmons, man. Russell, yeah, it had to be Russell. After what happened, because it came out like last week, and now I guess it really gave full-fledged, and he just said, I'm going to back out of all my businesses, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, my thing, my thing with Russell Simmons is, damn, man, until you go back and remember what he was saying about Donald Trump. And how he was actually a good guy at his core, and he was yeah. defending him, trying to do all that. And it was like, well, Donald Trump said, "Grab him by the pussy." And, and then, if you go and defend him and go after that, maybe eh, it's not as far fetched as I wanted to believe. Now, mm-hmm. and not only that, and then and what he sent Terry Crews when he fought when the um, that Hollywood executive got suspended, saying he should send him that he sent him that email saying, "Yeah, yeah." You knew you know, something was up. Let, let let him let him basically let him live. It was like nigga, what? Yeah, and then lo and behold, he was a little fucking pervert going out with seventeen year olds. But at the same time, he went out with Kamara Lee, um, his baby mama when she was like seventeen. So yeah. he's I always mean, she been was reported seventeen at the time. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I don't know who's gonna come out next week. It's kind of it's still going. Shoot, man. As long as it ain't Denzel, man. Man, and no one's safe. Knock on wood. Don't say no names. Just knock on wood. As long as it ain't Denzel. Don't say Denzel. Don't say none of these black dudes. I don't want to be pissed off. They already took Bill Cosby. I don't want no one else. Just shh. No one's safe. And speaking of, you know who else is not safe? Ryan Leasy's catalog. (laughs) Leslie. Leslie. Yeah, Ryan Leslie's catalog ain't safe. So if y'all don't, if y'all remember back in, what year was it? 2000 what? 
12? I don't know. It was, some, it was man, it's at least five years. Damn, it's been It's got to be. Yeah, what was his last hit? Um, Featured or solo? Solo. Probably around 2012, 13. But what song? I don't know, but oh, go ahead. Whatever. So apparently, if you all remember this, his laptop got stolen when he was overseas or something like that. So he went on social media. It was back before. It was, on, was it on Twitter? It was somewhere. He went on social media or whatever, and he said that he was offering $1 million for anyone to find a laptop. So someone found a laptop, and he was like, give me my money. And he didn't want to pay him the money, so old boy's like, all right, I'm going to take you to court. Took him to court. Lost, of course. Mm-hmm. And I guess they've been battling over, like, for the past few years, and I guess last week. He re- it revealed that he had to give up his rights to his catalog for him to pay to pay it out, and um, yeah, I don't know how to feel about that because well, I don't know what's on that laptop. <laughs> I mean, if you gonna if you gonna give up the rights to your music catalog, there's some shit that you just don't want out. Yeah, pretty much. There's probably something on there, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just say that, man. And another like thing, it, yeah. Go that, on. I mean, that's just that's that's all I took away from that is if you're gonna go to that realm, there's more than just music on that damn laptop. Speaking of scandals, I forgot I mean, we didn't put this on the notes, but I, we forgot to mention it last week. Was what happened with Jennifer Hudson and David Otunga? Oh man! So at least from the perspective of the man, for you. Men are trash, women out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of lost some ground with this one. Oh, yeah, you took five steps all the way back. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Hudson, It came. reports came out that she had filed a restraining order um, against uh, fiancé, David Ortega. Otanga. Um, Ortanga, excuse me. Um, and so, of course, when the stranger comes out, everybody went on the attack for him, you know, thinking domestic violence, all that. I guess in a way, it wouldn't have been that far-fetched to think that, considering his background with the WWE. Um, he but then a, reports, going. reports came out that he was like, hell no, nah, I didn't touch her. Matter of fact, not only did I not touch her, I wasn't the only one who was touching her sexually. <laughs> um, I questioned her about... Rumors about her having an affair with uh, Mally gospel music? music, gospel music artist Mally Music. <laughs> and when she was confronted, she kicked this nigga out his own damn house <laughs> and called and the cops then on him. Called the cops and filed the restraining order. Now, of course, the rumors actually were not rumors; they were actually true. She had an affair with Mally Music, and she just didn't want to fess up to it. So she went to those petty ass lengths. To hide the truth. And then what ended up happening was um, in the procedures, <coughs> the court of law was like, look, if you're going to go through with these reports, then you're going to have to testify and you got to make sure that mm-hmm. you're telling the truth. Otherwise, it's perjury. And then when legal matters came in, that's when she withdrew the comments, which then gave Damn. David primary custody of their child. See, what surprised, because I read the report on TMZ, what surprised her is, what surprised is David Otunga didn't, he didn't, he didn't spaz out, because that's what she expected him to do. Right, she, he she, played it cool. He played it cool, because this dude is a Harvard graduate in law, so he knows the procedures, he knows what the hell's going on, he ain't yeah, fuck dumb. All that, fuck all that, I love New York shit, like, that shit was just for show. 
Yeah, right? he, he, he he not only did he wrestle, he's not just a wrestler. Well, he doesn't really wrestle no more. But nah, he graduated from Harvard. That's why. That's probably why WWE keeps him around because he knows the legal system. So right. yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, don't try to play me. And now he she now he got joint custody of his daughter. So yeah, which primary custody because of her schedule. So yeah, primary. You know, again, major props to him. And again, for all you ladies out there with the. Uh, you know your your men ain't trash or men are trash soliloquies. Um, y'all can't talk to me for at least a week. Like this is this and, and what what kills me about this even more mm. is that there were women defending this. Oh yes, they were. And they were as defending I was, the fuck shit. As I was going through their tweets, these were the same women who were yelling at the oppression that systematic racism has against our very own black and brown men. And locking them up for bullshit ass reasons. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't for the life of me, I don't understand that contradiction. Like I don't get it. Like you can say something is wrong and, and just be done with it. It can't be this whole situation of when a man puts hands on you or gets physical with a woman, it's oh my god, get 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 away. But then when a woman does it, it's well the man had to have done something to get her that way. No And then and then laugh about it like it's funny. Yeah. Like nah, that you you got you gotta stop living in this double standard lifestyle. Like, I'm man enough to admit that there we live in a double standard world. That's just mm-hmm. that it is what it is, and women are the ones who carry the brunt of that. Um, and it's wrong. It, it is what it is. But on the flip side, you can't then turn around and say, "Well, it happens all the time, so just deal with it." Yeah, you, know you gotta if, you gotta be if, equal, bro. If yeah, if I'm man enough to admit that you know it's wrong, and I check myself at the gate on certain topics, you gotta meet me halfway. Mm. <laughs> you gotta meet down in the middle. But you know they won't. Come on, bro. That's just how it yeah. is with, with some of these women. They just they they want they want all the perks, but they don't want the um, what's it called responsibilities. They don't want to. They don't want. They don't want accountability. There you go. That's what right. Jennifer Hudson did. She didn't want to fess up, and she didn't want accountability for her actions, for her fuck shit. So what did she do? She did the easy route. She tried to ruin his name and did everything to make him look like the bad guy and not ruin her reputation. Yeah, for for me, I I. This is one of them offenses where I do not support anything that Jennifer Hudson does for the remainder of her career. You, you, you. Like, it's just, it's. <laughs> you. Like, when I, no, I like, I, like, dead ass. When I think about it, it actually gets me really upset just thinking about it. It's, you went to lengths to try to get this man put into the system, whether he was going to be locked up or not. Just have his name in the system mm-hmm. for some bullshit that you were doing. Yeah, man. Now you know she's gonna probably deny it, but come on, it's already out no, there. No, no, it's 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 not even going to deny. It. Like it's it came the the affair is out there. Like, yep, it's, it, yeah. There's like there's, she confessed to it. Mm-hmm. But um, there are some women who are holding accountability, and they're receiving the perks for their accountability. And we have spent two or three weeks um, accidentally neglecting to give them their praise. Yes, it's the Nigerian women bobsled team. Yes. Um, yes. Shouts out to these three sisters. Um, they are the first African team in history to qualify for the Winter Olympics. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but the night before they are set to go on, I will be watching Cool Runnings to get myself prepared. Mm. Um, because once again, as Issa said, I'm rooting for everybody black. Mm-hmm. And and I, Nigerian I, think they, I think they will be, it's safe to say, they will be the only women um, 
who are black in this uh, in the sport going. So automatically, right off the bat, hell yeah, that's who a logical sense is rooting for. So if we give a round of applause to these three women, major props to them. Black power, which, uh, which funnels into the remainder of sports. Um, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger, 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 Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger returned to the PGA Tour, and everybody was up in arms about it. Uh, There was excitement. Uh, His first day went smoothly, and then his next two days were pretty much, yeah, that's Eldrick Woods. Don't forget that shit. Tiger long gone. Um, (laughs) So we don't need that there. I I don't know how many times I got to tell y'all motherfuckers that that's not Tiger anymore. That's Eldrick. Um, Y'all just going to keep getting disappointed with life, I guess. But, you know, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let y'all cook for them first days. But when it comes to them second and third days, that's on y'all motherfuckers. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Tiger needs to retire, man. I don't know how many times we have to see it. Every time I see, every time an ESPN um, Sports Center update keeps coming up, Tiger is just taking a loss. And it's like, bruh, like, just retire, man. They're, they're, I mean, it, it is what it is, but you know, he was never the same since his wife hit him with that golf club. He was never yeah. the same. No, nah, yeah. he never. He wasn't the same since. Hi, it's Tiger. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Rick Pitino, former head coach for Louisville, is now suing Louisville for thirty-eight million dollars. If you remember the whole ordeal with the um, the basketball camps with the shoe companies and all that, and Louisville finally let him go. Um, he's saying that that was a wrongful release so he's going after for 38 m's well shit um, jimbo fisher uh was the former head coach for florida state but now he's at texas a&m and they threw the bag at him for 75 million over 10 years um and Gus Malzahn, it- who wow. is um auburn's head coach he agreed to a 49 million dollar seven-year extension with auburn Jeez. and i bring up these three to just remind everybody that the NCAA doesn't pay their players because they say they ain't got the money to pay them. Mm-hmm. Um, so just let that sit. Uh, and a school is getting sued for $38 million, and you have two head coaches that would be making over $7 million a year. Um, but they don't got the money to pay the players. No, they got the money. They don't want to pay them niggas. No, 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 no. Let's, uh, let's, let's be fair, Busby. They do not have money to pay the players. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, now, on a happier note, uh, Herm Edwards, everybody loves Herm Edwards on ESPN. You play to win the game. Yeah, Herm Edwards will no longer be on ESPN. Why is that? Herm Edwards accepted the Arizona State job, so he will now be coaching over there. And I don't know about you, I'm very excited to see how this plays out because we know how Herm Edwards feels about social media. And now he is going to be coaching young men who are fully have just grown up in the social media age and that's all they know so this is going to be pleasant and i can't wait but major shouts out to him he should he should coach for high school is in my opinion but that's just because he has that mentality he's a right he he has a motivate i remember watching on hard knocks when he was coaching for kansas city and he was all motivating them and saying all this other stuff and then the season happened and then womp 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 and he was the jets coach wasn't he yeah, he was. Jets yeah. coach, uh, Kansas City Chiefs coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been he's been around for a while. So, again, major props to him. I know my sister hates that as a uh, an Arizona alum, um, but she'll probably have make some signs about him later. Well, she don't like him? Well, you know, Arizona State and Arizona are rivals. Oh, womp womp. Yeah, so, you know, she'll probably have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, running back Darren McFadden, he announced his retirement. Um, so he mm-hmm. played the last few years with the Cowboys. Um, he just announced his retirement uh, earlier this week. 
Um, of course, he started his career with the Oakland Raiders. Um, he was one of the, the first few players that introduced himself to me when I got to the organization. What's up? So I always got a lot of love for Derek, uh, for Darren. Uh, major respect and right off to the sunset, especially since he stayed long enough to receive that pension bag. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the rest of college football, I don't know about you, Busby, but this is the time of year where it gets exciting because the college playoff format is now set up. We have the final four. On New Year's Day, we will have number one Clemson going against number four Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, which will be followed by number two Oklahoma going against number three Georgia in the Rose Bowl. And I'm expecting some good football. Um, You had Ohio State, which was just on the outside at number five. A lot of Fans felt that they should have made it in. You can make an argument for both them and Alabama. Yada, yada, yada. The point is, we got the Final Four in, and eventually, within five to seven years, they're going to push it to six or they're going to push it to eight. It is mm. what it is. It is what um, it is. So, like I said, they'll be playing on New Year's Day. Um, the two winners from those games will then meet in Atlanta the next week for the title. Okay. Um, so, that covers that. Now, what I really wanted to talk about, and I couldn't wait to talk about, was this whole situation um, involving the NFL and the Players Coalition. Hmm. So if you remember, Malcolm Jenkins, Anquan Bolden, um, you had uh, Miami uh, player Michael Thomas, 49ers Eric Reed, who took knees next to Kaepernick. Sure um, did. They all came together and formed this coalition when things were going wrong as to be representatives and speak on the behalf of the players in regards to what they were wanting from the from the owners um the nfl and the owners agreed in principle now they had to wait for everything to get done in writing um as far as agreements and pen on paper they offered a hundred million um for the players yeah yeah to put into um what the players deemed um organizations and outreaches that they felt were needed for their respective communities Mm mm-hmm they offered $100 million. When players began rumbling about it, and then there appeared to be some mixed emotions, mixed feelings about it, that's when people started looking into it. And I, for the life of me, I knew it was going to come down to this. Um, because when you say $100 million, when there's players who aren't down with it, the fans are looking at them like, oh, y'all just being greedy. Like, y'all got some, you got some other ulterior motives that you wanted out of this deal then. Mm-hmm. Um, but reports weren't coming out yet. So again, you had Stephen A. Smith yelling, like you know, screaming. Oh, like a, he always does. Like he always bamboozled, preposterous. Um, and he's you know bad mouthing the players that you know weren't down for it. So then a, it was either a day or a couple days later, the price then went down to eighty nine million. <laughs> now Malcolm Jenkins and Anquan Bolden have been the ones that have been speaking and you know pretty much been the representation. Um, from their accounts, they had stated that this was not a uh, quid pro quid, um, or pro quid pro, as I should say, in terms of this was not a hush money type settlement where we're going to give you this money and y'all stop protesting. They said they were free to go about it. However, Eric Reed and Michael Thomas left the coalition and came out and was basically saying. Those two are having meetings with the owners and not letting everybody know about this information. Oh, and by the way, they have no interest in trying to get Colin Kaepernick as so much as workouts with these teams to get him back in the NFL. Shit, man. 
And then reports came out that Malcolm Jenkins is a franchisee for who? Papa John's. <laughs> so now the shit looks all kinds of bad. This is and, all fucked up, man. And it's all fucked up. And it didn't have to be. So here's my take on it. You mm. got $89 million. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a very good sum. Until you actually break it down. $89 million is just under $3 million per NFL team. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know NFL contracts, that's the veteran's minimum. So if you've been in the NFL for a certain amount of years and you sign one-year one contracts, that's the minimum you're going to get, $3 million. Pretty much. That's hush money. <laughs> that's exactly what they said it wasn't. That's money to say, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll feed into your little organizations because you know how they get. We'll feed into your little organizations, but, you know, let's make the protests go away. And on top of that, the timing couldn't have been more convenient for Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is set to go have final discussions for his extension and where he's supposed to put pen to paper. So mm-hmm. you might want to think that this has something to do with that, where it's like, let's get the money in so that way this is over and done with and I can finally sign my extension. It just seems all too convenient. And for me, I would have loved for this to to work out the other way. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a... It's a 89 million, who's going to scoff at that? You know what I'm saying? But when you actually start breaking stuff down, not really feeling it. Like it's, I, I don't know about you. It's just when I start reading these reports and, you know, again, Malcolm Jenkins has the franchisee that's part of Papa John's. Papa John's has blamed protesters. And then you got Anquan Bolden, who has been in talks about returning to the NFL. Just seems too convenient and timing-wise. So we'll see how, again... We're going to see how this all plays out. My take, this is all leading into a lockout in the next few years because this is just a whole bunch of fuckery going on. I hope it does. Um, the collective bargaining, they're up. I think it's either 2020 or 2021. I, I pray that there is a lockout. Now, it's going to be tough because contrary to what a lot of people think, there's really only at most 10 millionaires on, within the 61-man roster per team. Mm. So you got your 53 players on the mm. roster, and then you got your eight practice squad players. Mm-hmm. You know damn good and well them practice squad guys ain't touching millions. Hell no, they're t- touching thousands. Okay, so for all those deals where cats are signing these lucrative um, contracts, you know, five years, 60 million with 30 million guaranteed, that doesn't qualify to every single player on the team. Mm-hmm. So that's where the issue is going to lie and come into play. I hope there's a lockout, but you got to factor in the practice squad guys and the guys fighting to get some playing time on special teams. Not mm-hmm. everybody's making that bread at all. So when it comes to a lockout, everybody's not going to be making money. So while the top tier players can handle that, the owners as a whole can wait this out way longer than the players as a whole. So when 2020, 2020, 2021 comes around. Again, I hope it's a lockout, but it's going to be interesting to see if it actually goes through. All just to keep out one player who decided player. to take one little knee because of his beliefs. And All you know because of that. You know what's funny about that? That one player keeps getting the the publicity for his for his courage and his acts. Without because, saying one word. That's yeah. the crazy part about it. Because um, Kaepernick is now Sports Illustrated's Muhammad Ali Legacy Award winner for 2017. And he's and he's in the running of being um, Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Yeah. So again, was all this worth it to not only exclude one player 
but exclude one player who's being praised for his courageous moves. And speaking, and, yeah, and who surely, you know, like Ali, will be praised by millions who badmouth him within 10 to 15, 20 years. And now that's just how it works. Not only that, since he's winning all these awards and all these awards and shit, my Niners, I guess, found after three, as third time's a charm, we got our quarterback, Guapolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. We got another win. Another win. You don't want to listen to me. I told you. Shut up. Fucking. No, you, 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 you don't ever want to listen to me. I told you how it was going to play out, too. You was calling them stupid, saying they just need to pick the, the quarterback. And I told you, they gonna waste, they're just going to waste a day. So that way they have You know how emotional I am this season? I'm an emotional wreck this season. These past few seasons, man. It hasn't I mean, I, been easy. I, I, I understand. So I speak with my emotion. I don't think logically. I speak with I, my emotions. I, I, I understand that. But you got you got to remember, I got the inside scoop on these these type of things. I know, you know, I, I, I wasn't there for four years and didn't just learn anything, just all about video. I learned some, some strategies that they do. And when they said they weren't going to be quick to announce a starting quarterback, I was like, oh, they just playing with him. Like, that, that's going to be done. And sure enough, he, he got the job. So, again, props to y'all. I told y'all y'all was not going to go winless. Y'all was going to get at least two. Um, you got <laughs> a good chance of, of doubling that and leaving with four. Maybe, um, yeah. I, like, honestly, when it comes to my Niners, when I saw Guapolo, I can completely understand why Belichick wanted to keep him yeah. and with the Patriots. He would have been the heir to Tom Brady's throne. Definitely. If Brady decided to retire, it almost like he, he just like he'll look at him and look at Brady like you fuck up. This thing will take your spot. Ask, oh, Moss, ask Moss about what happened when he wanted to when he wanted to fuck around. <laughs> like Guapo is cool. I like him. He has the look. He knows how to do in the pocket. He cool. I like I like what Huddy is. So I like next season. I, want, I honestly just want to end the season now so we can get our draft picks and we can get our free. What's it called? Free agents or whatever. I'm and telling build you, the team around him. Bolster that offensive line. Get some some weapons. Uh, get some more weapons that he could throw to. Get maybe a, mm-hmm. a backup running back that's uh, that yes, fits well with Carlos that's Hyde. Ex- that's exactly what we need. We need a backup and, backup and you, um, a quarter, a running back man. I'm telling you. I, I I'm telling you. I, I've seen it with the Raiders firsthand. You just gotta be patient and let it play its course. I ain't gonna tell you no. to trust the process like them damn Philadelphia 76ers fans, but. <sighs> It's just one of them things where you just gotta let everything work out. It's not. Whoa. It's not microwave success. Oh, well, I know. You know what like this, like this what is, like what is, Harbaugh did. This is Big did. Mama's beef stew. You gotta what? let the shit marinate and sit. Like what Harbaugh did. That was microwave success. That literally came out of nowhere. And there was a timer because that shit cooled off real fucking quick. Yeah. Well, you and know who else cooled off? Who? Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese and the shit show that is the New York Giants. Yes, they're gone. So I, when the week started. Well, I shouldn't say when the week started. Um, Tuesday. Yeah, after after we uploaded it, yep. Yeah, reports came out that um, at the time, head coach Ben McAdoo had a discussion with Eli Manning, um, basically saying that he was going to take the the last four and five weeks to evaluate talent um, at every position. So it wasn't that Eli wasn't going to play. It was that Eli was going to play, but he probably wasn't going to be finishing these games. And Eli was like, what? you know what? No, no. Eli actually took the high road. And he was like, you know what? If that's the case, you only have to worry about starting me. Like, just do what you need to do. Like, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't want to be in a situation where we're going with that. So if you want to evaluate the talent, evaluate the talent. Don't let me stop you. And as a result, 
which was crazy to me when I heard same here. What was that, going down. that made no damn sense to bench him. That made no absolute no 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 sense. No, 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 no no not not that. What what ended up happening was was Geno Smith was named the starter. Which okay that's that's one thing. What happened as a result of that completely shocked me because Geno Smith starting meant that it was the first black quarterback to start for the New York Giants in their history, which means he was the last black quarterback to start for an NFL franchise with this move. Once I heard about that, I was all on board for Geno Smith starting. Oh, I was like, God. yeah, Eli, sit your ass on the bench. Oh, <laughs> this is God. this shit's bigger than you. This is for culture. This bigger is for history. You. Go ahead, Geno, and never mind my bias with them playing the Oakland Raiders as a result of this move. Don't let that try to distract you from the fact that he was the first black quarterback to start for the New York Giants. And lose. Again, don't let that distract you. Look at the big picture, my brother. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> well, anyways, since you want to be petty, you don't want to, you know, you, you just want to bring up everything bad and, and negative as a result of this. Let's lead into the game. Um, so, of course, you Michael guys Crabtree, <laughs> yeah, Michael Crabtree and Akeem Tlaib, they had their suspensions. They were actually reduced to one game. Um, Amari Cooper was injured in that game, so he didn't play. So we were without both wide receivers. Um, but that was no problem because Marshawn Lynch just ran up the middle and scored on a 65-yard touchdown, I think. I saw that, yeah. Um, defense played well. Uh, it's the second straight week after uh, they released um, defensive coordinator uh, Coach uh, Norton. Um, and as a result of this victory, when I thought that, that playoffs were out of out of reach, yeah. um, Kansas City, they lost in in Jersey to the Jets. And San Diego won again, so now there's a three-way tie for number one, and the teams are six and six. Oh, now, yeah. if you remember, if you remember some episodes ago, I had said I feared the Kansas City Chiefs when they were five and zero because they just looked unstoppable. Yeah, since that time they've gone one and six. For real, um, I don't know what's going on time, over there. Yeah, at the same time, the Chargers, I believe, were zero and four. Mm-hmm. Um, they they've now won six out of six out of the last eight. Um, and of course, Raiders were. Four and six, they won their last two. So this is, and you know, then you get the donkeys low at the bottom. They lost eight straight. Um, ain't nobody worried about them. Whatever. Donkeys. Uh, yeah, you know who that team is from Denver. Like we, we, oh, wow. we, we don't, we don't pay them no respect. I'm telling you, when I, when I converted over and I got into this AFC West game, like converted, I, I, I dove all in, and I just, I understand now how Raiders fans they do not like the Broncos, and the, you know, I, I, I fully understand it. Um, now, having said all that, what I found funny as far as the Chiefs go wasn't actually the game. It's what took place in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, they threw yeah. a flag on uh, cornerback Marcus Peters, um, who many know as Marshawn Lynch's cousin because of what happened when the Chiefs played. And if you've been paying attention to no script, you'll know the story about what happened when he was crashing at Marshawn's place. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Peters got a flag thrown on him. And he didn't like the call, so you know what he did? Just picked up that shit and threw it into the stands. Oh, yeah. So for fans who have been saying that players have been disrespecting the flag all year, um, y'all can yell loud about that because he damn sure disrespected that ref's flag. He and threw it, that shit it, all the way up into the stands. It made no sense for why he did that because they had they were down by five with like two minutes left in the game. It's like, dude, what the right. fuck y'all doing? Yeah, so he'll he'll surely get suspended for that. And he'll probably um, get fined. He'll get fined and he'll get suspended for it. Like, it is what it is. Um, Gronkowski, I don't know if you saw this play. Oh, uh, I saw it. 
this was some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I will not chalk this up to, oh, that's Grok being Grok. No, this was literally some bullshit. Um, he explained that he was tired of being held uh, throughout the game. So when Bill's cornerback, uh, Tredavious White, intercepted Tom Brady and he fell out of bounds, he was laid on the ground. Like, he, the play was done. He was on the ground. And out of nowhere, Gronk just comes in and dives on top of him with all his body weight. And not only all his body weight, his damn elbow then goes into the back of, uh, of White's neck. Yeah. And as a result of that, White gets up bloody and come to find out he ended up with a concussion. Yeah, suspend that nigga for the whole season. They, they should have, but he only got one game. Yeah. And what made it even more wild was they didn't even eject him from the game. Yeah, that was the crazy part about it. It must feel good to be White. I, it, I, you can ask Tom Brady the same thing because, once again, Tom Brady was going at it with offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels now, on the say, sideline. Yeah, now if Marshawn Lynch did that to Del Rio, they would have suspended his ass. Oh, yeah. And see, for me, I really didn't think it was much of a big deal because, I mean, from that, I looked at it from the standpoint, well, let's say Kobe was arguing with one of the coaches. Yeah. I get I get it because, you know, he's a five-time champion. He's five got time. the pedigree. You know what I'm saying? He has that pedigree. Mm-hmm. So I, underst- I understand it. So to me, it was more to do about nothing. However, once you compared it, like you said, with Marshawn or let's say – Let's say Cam Newton did it with his offensive coordinator. Sure as hell wouldn't have been the same response. Let's even add it further. Let's say that, uh, what is it, um, Vontez Burfitt, the linebacker from uh, the Bengals, the one that's always getting fined and suspended. Mm-hmm. Let's say he did what Gronk did. Guarantee it would have been two different outrages. So that's what it is. got to be consistent with this type of stuff. If you're outraged about one, be outraged about the other. And if you're not going to be outraged about one, but be, out, be outraged about the other, shut the fuck up. Keep it to yourself. It's all about being white. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's Must be all. Nice. Must be nice and well, whatever. It's yeah. Now your, your boy, your, your boy, ball man. Well, before we get to him, um, we'll close out the NFL uh, topic with this. Um, you know, we all got love for Marshawn. He's the people's champ as far as the NFL goes. Pretty much. Um, after the game. Reporters were obviously by his locker trying to get those epic sound bites, and they surely got it in the way they did not expect it. Marshawn then cut the interviews short by telling the reporters, I have a drug test to get to, so we're going to cut this short because I got to give them some of my ding ding sauce. (laughs) Oh, shit. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. They need to market the hell out of that. I need to see some Beast Mode t-shirts. You know, oh, I got that bro. ding-ding sauce. That ding, ding, ding. Hey, baby, you want that ding-ding sauce? Go all out with it. Like, I don't, like, you. we got to appreciate Marshawn while he's here. Because once he's gone again, he's going to be gone for good. There's oh, no yeah. coming back. Imagine him as an NFL analyst on Inside the NFL Ooh, or something. Don't, look, man, don't, don't get my hopes up. Because I can see him doing that. Oh, not, not, not on inside the NFL, but just any type of analyst type. He, I can see him doing a podcast, to be honest. If they if they do it, they got to give him the same platform that uh, NBA on TNT gives uh, KG, where he has his Area 21. Oh, they gotta my God. Do, they got to do something like that. Give him hit. Can you imagine him, Dion, Michael Irvin, and all the niggas just yeah, sitting? Yeah, like if, if, Marshawn, if they gave Marshawn that bag, it would strictly have to be for NFL Network. He can't do ESPN. He damn sure ain't going to do Fox. Hell like, no. He, he got to go all the way to NFL Network. Oh, um, damn. But once again, as we said, major props, Marshawn Lynch, that's our people's champ. Hell yeah. Now, as you put it, or as you were going into, I should say, 
Uh, we have a new rule in L.A. as far as the Staples Center is concerned, and it is being referred to as the LeVar Ball rule. Mm-hmm. The LeVar Ball rule is that media is no longer allowed to be in the same section area as the players' families. Why? Because Marshawn, or I'm sorry, not Marshawn, LeVar, LeVar. Has, to get a, uh, LeVar has set up some sound bites that kind, well, not kind of, he's called out our head coach, Luke Walton, he's called out power forward Julius Randle. So to just nip it all in the bud right away, they're just like, look. Shut your eyes just, up. Not even that. It's just, LeVar, you could talk. Just make sure ain't no fucking microphones around when you're talking. Pretty much. I, I, um, I, I expected that to happen. I hell expected I that. I fully expected it as well. I'm actually surprised it took this long. Mm, so he started, uh, when he started talking shit about the coach, he knew it was just a matter of time. Right. And, and what was interesting was that it came out the day after the CNN interview. Mm-hmm. So when I read it, I was like, oh, man. But, when it, but I should say when I saw the notification, Bleach Report went straight to the one quotation that he said about Luke. But then when I actually read the report, I was like, well, what he's saying technically isn't wrong. You know, chances are he knows his son best. He knows how to coach him. And you can't do that, you know, patiently waiting game with him. But you just can't do it. Like, you, especially when you told Magic, once he's with the Lakers, I'm out the picture. Like, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Now. He ain't out the picture. He ain't going to be out right. the picture. Please. And to show he's not out the picture, we're going into the middle son, which is Jello, everybody's favorite forgotten son. Um, <laughs> he pulled Jello out of UCLA. Like, the reports just came out a few hours ago. Why um, did he Jello, pull him out for? Is he fucking up? Jello is no longer a Bruin. Well, if oh, you yeah. remember. Yeah, you know what happened out there. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, as of now, I haven't seen the reports as to why. But all we know is, is that Jello is out. And all I got to say about that is, yo, come and roll him out here at Long Beach University, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'll be, I live right down the street. I'll, I'll come watch basketball games all day, every day. Like, it don't make nothing to me. Bring, bring his ass down. Bring him, bring him on over. You know, we, we you can know, make that work. LeVar Le- needs a podcast. I'm telling you, everyone needs a damn podcast. LeVar <laughs> Ball well, needs Levar, a podcast. LeVar got the, t- LeVar secured the bag with, with Facebook. With the, yeah. the first, first TV series with Facebook. Um, yeah. I would not be mad at a LeVar Ball podcast. But see, the thing of it is, is that he would, it's a podcast that would need guests that he disagree with every single week. That might be a task that's too daunting. Can you imagine? To take on. Can you imagine him and Snoop Dogg just sitting there just talking shit? Oh my god, man, that's just too much fuckery. Don't get my hopes up. Imagine him don't, and don't don't get my hopes up with that. <laughs> Yo, some if, if somebody got a plug to Snoop, please funnel this idea and make sure that you credit the illogical sense so we can secure our own little bag as producers. Yeah, how about that? Shit, um, definitely do that. Um, as far as the Lakers go on the court. Had a good run. We're in the midst of a 10-game streak where we're going to be playing the Warriors three different times. So uh, when is Kobe's shit getting – when's Kobe's jersey retiring? December 18th. Um, uh-huh. I don't know, again, I don't know why they chose that game against the Warriors, but so be it. Um, we actually just played the Warriors earlier this week, and I was pleasantly surprised with the outcome. Um, we were right there on the cusp. Couldn't secure the win in, in regulation, so we had to go to overtime. And in overtime, the Warriors became the Monstars. Soul. Mm-hmm. KD took y'all soul. It wasn't even KD. It was Steph. Actually, was the one that woke up. Steph oh. throughout regulation was not like he was point shaving, and then <laughs> in overtime he was like, "All right, I'm woke." Um, <laughs> but what I was proud of was Lonzo played great. Um, you know, he had 15 and 10, and he had a string where he scored eight straight points, um, and he was working like he popped two threes in front of Steph's face, and then he drove right on Steph to the cut. Um, you know. 
Brandon Ingram, for those who don't know, you know, in TSDN, I always say Brandon Ingram's my son. You know what I'm saying? He he he's showing out. Like he's finally realizing he's that nigga. Because he's night and day compared to what he was doing at this time last year. Last year he was timid. He really wasn't comfortable with the situation. It's amazing what one year can do. Because this year, I'll tell you something right now, he's he's starting to believe in himself. And when I say he's starting to believe in himself, he's starting to believe that he's not only that player, he's that player for the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. And it's only going to be a matter of time before he puts that shit together. But before that time comes, we're going to have streaks like this where we just keep losing, and it is what it is. And so we lost four straight, maybe five if I go back and look. Um, Of course, you never want to see it, but it is what it is. I wasn't expecting much from the season, as I stated um, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are on their own damn street. So remember, they started slow. Yeah, and I told everyone. I told, I knew what was going to happen. Just give them time. It was early in the season. They're going to get smacked, and then now they're up. Yeah, Duh. they they figured it out, um, and they're streaking. So again, we already knew what the Eastern Conference Finals going to look like, most likely. King LeBron Cleveland and Boston. Oh yeah, Derrick Rose is thinking about coming back too. Yeah, so he's now in the process of um, having conversations with the Cavaliers' um, front office, so he can get reinstated back in with the team. Um, again, prayers up for him. I hope he's got his mind right and he's seeing the bigger picture about everything. Yeah. Um, we'll keep it going from there. I mean, outside of that, I really wasn't paying attention to much NBA this week. I'm not being honest. Me neither. It doesn't really matter. It's, 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 a, it's really a long. Happen. It's a it's a long season. You know what I'm saying? You can do that with basketball compared to football. And, um, and that but, pretty much wraps up our sports wrap for the week. And yeah, I didn't go to the movies this week because the movie I wanted to watch was Disaster, the Disaster Artist with James Franco and the Franco brothers and shit, and Seth Rogen. But for whatever reason, they didn't have it out here in my area, which kind of pissed me off. So hmm. I don't really watch a lot of movies. I watched a lot of Netflix. Well, I just watch random Netflix movies. But I was watching Spike Lee's She Gotta Have It. Yeah. I finally tuned in, saw the first episode. Yeah, I watched the whole season. And um, the first episode, like you said, because you told me earlier, you got, you liked it for the most part. With me, I liked it too. And then when you progress through the se- the series, it's only 11 episodes. I think 11, 13 episodes. Okay. They're all, they're all like half hours. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like Spike Lee's kind of low-key lost his muster. Hmm. To me, the acting is pretty cringeworthy. The topics is pretty much some shit that you would see on Black Twitter every now and then. It's really just blah to me. That that whole series, that whole season was just blah. The characters were unlikable. Everything was just blah. And it was whatever, man. Interesting. I mean, you can keep um, watching. You might have a different. No, outtake yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna finish it. What I what I actually loved about this was the cinematography. Um, oh, yeah. And it's it's right up par with with Spike with the Spike Lee joint. I'm very happy that Spike Lee is directing writing. It's this wasn't just a series that was inspired by the Spike Lee film, and he just See, you know he co-signed it where, and then ran with it. Yeah, um, that, I'm glad he's spearheading and he's a part of it. That's what kind of messed it up. Spike Lee was too much involved with it. You know how you know how the Star Wars movies, like the the prequel series, was all fucked up because mm-hmm. George Lucas was all over it. That's kind of how it felt with this. I mean, okay. Spike Lee could have been on a few episodes, but not the whole fucking season. That's that's pretty much all I can say about that. Well, like I said, I'll, I'll figure it out as we, as we progress. Yeah, when you and, I'll see. and also you're like the last episode for you know. So if you're a fan of a certain artist, you will like the last episode. Okay, and that's all I'm gonna say on that. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, as far as uh, cinematography goes, it's amazing. It's 
right up to par with what we know for a Spike Lee joint. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. Now, as far as music goes, barely um, anything dropped. Yeah, uh, for obvious reasons, because these lists are making their rounds. Um, yeah, and even though what we were grading last week and what we'll be grading uh, for the <laughs> remainder of the year, which is only two or three more weeks at that. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from those, uh, we are compiling. We have finally put our efforts together, and by the end of this week, we will have our lists at least blueprinted, and then we will let y'all know. Yeah, we'll be going from there. Um, But in the meantime, we had Miguel drop War and Leisure. Yup. It underwhelmed for me. Yeah, very underwhelming for me. It it had its moments, but it was just... Compared to his last disc and the disc before that, eh. Yeah, I mean, it... I and the we were talking about this over the weekend. This was one of the ones I wanted to enjoy too. Don't you hate those type of mat- albums and movies oh, I and shit? Despise it. It's I like you want to like it, like you want to, but then it's like the more it progresses, it's like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So criminal with Rick Ross was. I'm one of those. People where it's like, I don't necessarily need a, a thematic or climactic opening song, but I at least need something to, you know, get me prepared for what's about to come. And Criminal, it just, to me, Criminal was a filler track that should have been towards the middle, not something that opened this album up. Yeah. Um, now, when it came into Pineapple Skies, it was a complete contrast. I like Pineapple Skies. That was a good track. Mm. Um, Skywalker with, with Trav was a dope one. But after that, it just... I mean, the biggest one that everybody's talking about is "Come Through and Chill" with with Cole and uh, Salam Remy. Could have been, um, been a, that could have just been a record on its own. Yeah, and the thing was was Cole came Cole came with it on both verses, but it's funny because the first verse was play true to the topic at hand, and then the second mm-hmm. verse he just funnels off and then he's talking shit about Trump, and it's like, wait a minute, why are we talking about Trump on a song called "Come Through and Chill"? Yeah, you kind of, you talking to yourself out the damn pussy, Cole. Like you want, like you you just about to hit it, and then you start talking about politics and shit. Like you gonna man, you gonna pick up, pull the panties up, and go home. Yeah, come on, like, Cole. It just it uh, it was. That's basically how I felt about this project. Was just yeah, yeah. Man. That's pretty much how I felt. And another one, I'm mad I didn't listen to it. But it, even though this motherfucker sounds like Michael Jackson's ad libs, motherfucking Roy Woods, say less. Yeah, you would have been pissed off with this, honestly. Oh, damn. How pissed off would I have been? So, for me, I wasn't... I was... I didn't know much about Roy Woods going into it. And when I finished the project, I was like, okay, there's some stuff I like. You know what I'm saying? It's not trash. Um, It's definitely more geared toward playlist music. Mm. The problem is, is the arrangement of it. And as you said, the Michael Jackson ad-libs... Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not. You sound. It's not like you were singing like Michael. You are literally sounding like his ad libs. Like, yeah. The problem is he's throwing those ad libs on modern day productions, and the shit just does not work at all. Like, I was listening to this shit, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Can you do an impersonation of it? It's just to make me laugh. I don't know if it was Medusa or. Take time. It was one of those two because I enjoyed Little Bit of Lovin', which was the second track. Say uh-huh. Less. Something New was a good track. I like Something New. Um, so it had to have been Medusa or Little Bit of Lovin'. 
Mm-hmm. And he just hit him with that the ad lib, but it was it wasn't an ad lib, like it was a part of the the verse. And I'm listening. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> How did it go? And it was I couldn't even tell you because I was just so thrown for a loop. <laughs> and then the production just it was more like you know how the production is the OVO sound, yeah, um, the, the weekend sounding last motherfuckers. Yeah, it was it was that, but it was a lot it was a lot slower BPM. <laughs> so shit just didn't it just it didn't make sense to me. So then so then I'm looking at the features and I'm like, okay, so he got part he got party next door on here, so let's see how it goes. I played back it up, which has party next door, and I actually looked at this shit and I was like, damn party, I'm sorry for talking shit about you because I don't know what the hell's going on, and maybe you are getting in your own damn way, but clearly something ain't working over there because there's no way in hell that this guy should have had a track like this and it just on, doesn't work. It didn't work on that either? No, like Party Party came through and he did what he was supposed to do for it to, you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain records that you help give your partner and you just on there to give an assist. Yeah. And your part is to give the assist. Your part is to throw the alley-oop, not throw the alley-oop and then do a layup. Dunk it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not your job. So he did his job. Roy Woods fucked up and didn't complete it. Shit. Um... Monday to Monday was cool. And then Balance with Division and PMB Rock, I honestly don't know what the fuck was going on on that song. Damn. Honestly, looking back on it, I don't even remember hearing uh, Daniel Daly on there. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even remember hearing him sing. That, like, damn. He's just there. So was it like one of those albums that you wanted to like, but you just couldn't get into it? Not necessarily, because I didn't know what I was going to get into anyways. So mm. it, like I said, it was, still, So you tell me on this album... On this album, he still has those Michael Jackson ad libs. Yeah, they're just they're weird as fuck because they're not <laughs> they're Michael Jackson's ad libs, but they're a part of his verse. Yeah, like, I know what you like, mean. Nigga, it's not, it's are, his voice. Yeah, it's like nigga, those weren't for to put on the verse. Those were the backing <laughs> vocals. Like, yeah, Michael Michael sang levels for a reason in the background and shit, or when he's ad libbing to the song like. Mm-hmm. But see, the problem was he was doing that, but it was off beat, and it was not only was it off beat, it was on the wrong type of production to do that shit. So it's just a whole fuck cluster fuck along the way. See now, I, now I'm curious to listen to this just to piss oh, no, myself. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go when you got some downtime and you want to laugh at like, especially at work because you got you got some downtime and you could put your headphones on at work. Yeah, um, yeah. Play it, play it, and <laughs> and just laugh. Like, don't even, don't even get mad. Just. Just laugh because try to try to answer it, but don't try to answer it to the point you get mad. Just try to answer what's going on to the point where all you can do is laugh and then move on. Because I remember when I first heard him, at first I like Get You Going. I'm like, okay, I like it's kind of unique. And then when I kept listening, when I went on the SoundCloud and started listening to all the other shit, I'm going, is this your whole gimmick? You're really going to sound like Michael Jackson about this whole shit. I I guess that's what I said. And you were talking about this earlier when when we when I when I sent the I think you sent it to me. Or I sent it to you that um, Roy Woods dropped. You told me, like, what's up with OVL drop, being like TDE, dropping all these damn albums? Yeah, I did ask that. Yeah, you asked me that, and I said the simple answer. Probably Aubrey's about to drop these niggas. Makes sense. That's what I really feel. I really feel he's about to drop these niggas. It makes sense. Drop the records so you don't have to buy out the contracts and move forward. Yeah, probably. I will not be surprised next year. There's no more OVL. Like the he's he's just gonna phase it out. You know what I mean? Like right. the the crew's still gonna be around, but as a record label staff, record label and shit. Nah, that shit's gonna be done. He's just gonna put all focus on his on his light skinned ass yet again. I can see that. 
he still needs to disappear. He like, come on, take your time out and really construct an album that you know you're gonna still come up with the same shit. So more than likely, yeah. Drake is Drake is who he is. So yep. Mm. There's that. Yeah, there's that shit. And next week, ah, it's gonna be a big week. It's gonna be a shady week. <laughs> no, not next week. It is next week. We still got one more episode before that. No, 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 no. I know, but leading up to that episode, it's gonna be a shady week. That's when M drops. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll drop Friday, next Friday. Yeah, next next Thursday, Friday or whatever. And um, what's gonna happen? Yeah, it's gonna well, be. I mean, you can save that for next episode. There's we still got an episode in between oh, that. Oh yeah, oh, I'm just I'm just excited for the week next week period uh, because you can, you can be excited all no, you no, want. No, no, lead up to it. It's gonna be Eminem, Star Wars, and Hove. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, and then the Dallas Cowboys and Oakland Raiders for game, you. which now which now has well for everybody invested because at the time we thought it was gonna be a throwaway game just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now both teams' playoff lives are actually gonna be held on the hinges of that game. So that's a Sunday just, game, right? Yes, yeah, that's the Sunday night game. So it ain't just us. Like everybody gonna be tuned into that game. That's what I'm saying. I know it's gonna be a big ass game. That's what I, that's all yeah, I'm saying. I'm just excited a... for next week. That's all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the episode leading up to it is gonna probably be another filler, <laughs> depending on what happens. <laughs> depending on what happens. <laughs> so if you sat here for an hour and, and 45, forty-five minutes listening minutes. to this, you have sadly found out that you just listened to a fucking filler. Because <laughs> I'm so excited for next week. I just want more. I just want to hear. Em. I just want to go to home. I'm just excited like a kid at a candy store. I'm excited like Christmas. That's all. I am excited for Star Wars, definitely. I'm oh excited for Jay-Z. Yes. I'm excited for Cowboys vs. Raiders. And I'm excited will, for Eminem. I will let you have Eminem. Yes, exactly. I'm, as a will, stand, I'm excited. You know how excited you See, that's how I felt when you were talking about Crit. I was just like, okay, that's cool. You know, you should, that's how you should feel. That's how you should feel about my excitement. Okay, that's cool. Say that. Say it. Well, the difference is Crit produced a great album. We have yet to see if M's going to do that. It's going to be great. So Shut far, up. as you said, <laughs> I, I don't want water. And then that was it. that was some bullshit. And he really didn't talk about And then he really didn't drop nothing else. He just disappeared again. Like, M. Yeah. Once like, again, man. Shut like, up, like, man. Like, like the homie Shamal said, man. That was Jay-Z's Revenge for Renegade. I hope, man, I'm going to listen to Renegade. It's his birthday anyway. I should listen to Ether because, you know, Ether did drop on his birthday, too. You do know that. Hope you fit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this was episode 68 of the Illogical Sense podcast. We're almost done with these ugly. Oh, wait, no. We got another set of ugly two numbers more. coming up. We got two more. So no, to... no, I mean, we got another set of ugly numbers. We still got to go through them 70s. What's going wrong? Man, I was 70 in high school when on football. I was yeah, number 70. See, was, see, 60s and the 70s, y'all was linemen. Yeah, there ain't nothing, What's wrong with uh, the fucking linemen, bro? There's nothing wrong with being a fucking lineman. I mean, yeah. We yeah, block your asses. Yeah, y'all important, but shit, y'all don't carry the ball. Like, y'all just there. Nigga, we block for you. We in the trenches, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah y'all just there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, just there. Fuck you. We block for your asses. <laughs> That's why Eli Manning kept getting sacked and shit, because they didn't want to block for the niggas. The fuck? They ain't strong nah. enough. They didn't have anybody. Oh, speaking of something, I, before we go, I forgot. Um, the refs are starting to stand up to the players in the NBA. Really? Um, yeah, LeBron got ejected for the first time oh, in his yeah, career last I week. Oh, yeah, talk about that, yeah. Um, he, uh, I, I went and saw the replay. I was like, I don't know why the hell he got ejected. The only thing I could think of was that was the ref's first time interacting with black people in his life, and he just got scared, so he threw him out. And then on top of that, 
um, they threw Anthony Davis out in his game the next night of the night or two nights afterwards. And then, you know, the Warriors, they was like, oh, so that's what we doing now? Bet. So then KD went out and he was trying to play tough guy and he got ejected. And then Sean Livingston got into it with a ref and the ref was actually wanting that free smoke. So he stepped forward, which then caused Sean Livingston to pretty much bump heads with the ref. And then the ref threw him out. So refs is out here trying to stand their ground and shit. And um, we'll see how it continues playing out from there. Yep, and I think I'm going to eject myself out this motherfucker and get my Christmas tree. That's what I need to get right now. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get Christmas trees, man. I never got... See, people need to start buying Christmas trees at grocery stores, man. Because those motherfuckers are cheap as hell and they still look the same. I don't understand the concept of paying $200 damn for a tree you can get at your damn grocery store. I don't get it. And you're only going to have it for like two or three weeks. And then you got you to gotta put all the Christmas pres- Christmas ornaments on and put the lights on and shit. Like, that's a whole process to it. And then... Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, New Year's, you got to take all that shit off and put it in the garage and have it in there for another 12 months. Yeah, see. Or you just do like my mom did. You just invest in a fake tree. And you put see, that shit I've been trying you. to tell my mom that for years and she never want to do it. So... Oh, my mom. My mom loved it. Like... Especially, she don't even want nobody's help. She All she wants is mine and Dom's help to just bring the tree in. Once it's in, she's like, get the hell away from my tree. Let me put it together. <laughs> That's all she all uses the, us put for. Put all the print shit on there. Matter of oh, fact, you should... Yeah. You, you know what the tree looks like. You uh, know yeah, she, I know. I I've know. Been, I've been seeing my, my email notifications because we all share... Uh, they all have access to my Amazon Prime. I can only imagine what else she got Prince related. That she Man, if I go to tree. your house before we go see Hope, and I go to your house and I see more Prince shit in your house, like, you know, the room, the, your old room, there's probably going to be more Prince memorabilia around. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a hologram print. And I walk in there, there's a hologram Prince greet me at the door. Hello, Aaron. You know I'm better, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, you're laughing, and I'm sure the listeners are laughing, but to me, I'm actually like, shit, did she order that off Amazon Prime? Because I don't know. <laughs> like, dead ass. Ever since he died, she went OD with the Prince shit. Like, damn, I, 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 like, I love Michael, but um, shit, I got bills. You not as real as my mama if you ain't got Prince tattoos on your body. Like my uh, mom, my mom's been talking about tattoos for ten years, and finally she found the inspiration. She got some Prince themed tattoos on her body. The symbol and everything. The the guitar symbol, and then she got um, I don't know if they're quote, but it's just some uh, some words. Um, I don't know if they. Has, I don't even necessarily think it has to do with Prince. I think she just got them. But hell, she talking about. Oh, we all gotta get a family tattoo now. Like we getting in the theme of Prince, and I was like, okay, Mama, mm. chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's what, 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 what's Marshall is saying? It's, uh, for sure, for family. sure, family. I'm like, <laughs> like, can we just get the family crest or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> there was one. What was another time? Oh, it was on Facebook after we said something about Michael. It, it was some Michael and Prince related, and your mom just came in the comments like, "Yeah, let Aaron know that Prince is better." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Hmm, Y'all gotta less. understand, man. My mom <laughs> will find any reason to just go attack Busby when it's possible, and it's funny as hell because she genuinely loves Busby. She also just loves pissing Busby off when it comes to this Michael versus Prince <laughs> topic. No damn reason. I'm surprised yeah. we didn't do that shit this year. Uh, oh, that's coming. Don't worry. Maybe about next. It. Year, maybe next year. Sometime next year. And anyway, we we're just rambling now. If y'all still listening, kudos to y'all. Props to y'all. <laughs> yeah, but thanks anyways. for through this filler. For real, it's <laughs> gonna be another filler next week. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I ain't gonna say nothing. Oh yeah, shout out to the Barb's. So um, fuck you, York, and uh, I guess we catch y'all next week.
Peace. Peace.